0: All right, I'm going to talk briefly about, uh, well, financial matters, personal finance, because this on a need to know basis is something else the government is involved in. It's not all about downsizing city council. There are other files that they're actively engaged in. We've got a premier right now, by the way, he's down in Washington, hoping to do something of a consequence with this whole NAFTA negotiation that seems to have stalled if he can uh, lend his suitable weight. Uh, And I mean that in the nicest of ways to uh, the discussions there. Donald Trump, of course, uh, he's got his hands full. He was down in North Carolina handing out food baskets and things like that earlier today. And uh, he'll also weigh in periodically on this Judge Kavanaugh hearing, which has gotten to be uh, a little more complex with a, a single untested accusation made about Kavanaugh when he was a teenager back 36 years ago by somebody who is reluctant to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Monday when they've given her the opportunity, and yet it stands to taint this guy irrevocably, legacy-wise, career-wise, and his shot at being a Supreme Court justice-wise. Mark Stein is going to weigh in on that stuff after the 5 o'clock news. Right now, I was, filing, uh, was uh, alluding to a file that the uh, province is actively involved in as well, the finance minister, having come out recently with a statement that they they want to ban a popular, ta- or that he wants to uh, stop the regulators from banning this popular type of mutual fund. A lot of us get invested in, uh, I don't know about you, but you know the back-end loads where uh, you got to retain <laughs> your investment there for seven years. Uh, otherwise, you pull it out, you get penalized. Regulator wants to stop that, the Ontario Security and Exchange Commission. And uh, the province uh, wants to continue to allow for it. Let's find out what the deal is exactly, the upside and the downside. Rubina Ahmed Hawk has joined us, personal finance expert here in Toronto and a founder of alwayssavemoney.com. Rubina, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. Hi there. Well, thank-
1: hi there. Thanks for having me.
0: So uh, what is this fuss all about, or did I describe it pretty much in a nutshell?
1: No, you described it really well. I mean, the the, the Canadian Securities Administrator, which oversees um, um, all different securities across the country, uh, including the Ontario, uh, uh, including here in Ontario, um, want to uh, put a stop to back-end fees. So these are what we call deferred commission funds. So you go in and you buy a mutual fund. And you have to hold it for a number of years. And if you decide to get out of that mutual fund early, for whatever reason, you need the cash, it's not doing as well as you thought, they could ding you with sometimes as high as 6% of whatever you initially invested. So you can imagine on a $10,000 investment, that's $600 you'd have to pay out of pocket. And that is on top of the management fees that are, are required to, to manage that fund, usually about 05 to 1% that you would be paying every single year that you held that fund. Now, the amendment was going to be made so that these funds would no longer be available to Canadians. They are not available to anybody in the United States. They don't exist in the U.S. because the regulator felt that they are misleading and that they cost investors uh, too much money in the end, and they don't have big benefits when it comes to uh, saving for retirement or saving for your kids' education. And quietly, last Thursday, the Ontario government made this announcement that they didn't want to squash this this these fees. They wanted to allow mutual fund companies to continue to charge these type of fees. Vic. Um, Mr. Fide- Fidelli said, you know, we're open for business, and um, in all the stuff that was going on with City Council, this is a huge personal finance story, because it affects one-fifth of all types of mutual funds um, that are available um, in Ontario.
0: Well, I'm kind of curious. The Ontario position, as stated by Mr. Fidelli, seems to run counter to consumer protection. Am I wrong?
1: i think no you are not wrong i mean that is the number one problem with mutual funds and there has been rules that have been brought in two years ago mutual fund companies now have to report how much your investment made in a percentage, how many, how much fees were, were charged be, uh, for you investing with that company in a dollar amount. So, all of that transparency just helps people who may not have, you know, the up to date knowledge about how investments work, just so that they know, oh, this investment cost me $150 last year. Am I comfortable with that? Am I not comfortable with that? And then you can ask educated questions. But this fee would not appear on that in those documents because it's charged at the end. It's not charged on the front end. So really, you would be getting your statements and it would show you that 0.5% that they're charging. And that's really misleading to people who are investing their money in these mutual funds and thinking, okay, well, you know, I only have to hold it for seven years. In some ways, you know, it's good when you're forced to hold something. But as a consumer you want to be able to get out of it when you know when you need the money when the market tanks For whatever reason, if if things change in your life, you should be able to have access to your money without paying hundreds of dollars in fees in some cases.
0: Yeah, and the other argument is that uh, when you've got your investment sitting there for seven years, uh, the person who's managing the fund may be less apt to be active on it and really care because uh, they're getting their fees. Now, do they get the fees regardless at the end? I thought they sort of have a diminishing return if you keep holding and you go the full throttle. It's usually about seven years, and then they're down to nothing, right? Right.
1: That's right. So the way it works is there's three players when you invest in mutual funds. There's you, the investor. There's the advisor that's giving you the information and helping you sort through the kind of investments that you want to buy. And then there's the mutual fund company. So the advisor gets their commission right off the top, usually about 5% when they sell you these type of uh, deferred commission funds. And then the mutual fund company charges zero point five percent every single year, um, and they're making money because you obviously invested with them um, off of that as well. And then they, ch- yes, it's diminished by the end of seven years. But if you get out of it early, they want that commission back that they charge to the, that that the advisor charged for you to get into that fund. And so that's why they charge you that six percent. This is why, John, I'm a huge advocate of not relying on advisors to do your investments, There's so many great resources out there that allow people to invest on their own and use advisors as more of a sounding board to say, do you think this is a good idea? What do you think that I should be doing? Rather than just walking into a bank and speaking to somebody without knowing anything about their history and saying, I want to save for retirement, help me. Because that is really not going to serve you well. I mean, it's your money, it's your hard-earned cash. And this is another example of how, you know, we think the government's going to, going to protect us when it comes to the practices of mutual fund companies and charging high fees. They're not. They clearly are not protecting consumers uh, by, n- by not allowing this amendment to go through.
0: All right. Well, uh, on the side of regulators, so let's see where this one uh, is going. We're going to talk about it a little later in the program after 6 o'clock when the former Finance Minister, Ernie Eves, joins us, along with our friend from Bay and Wall Street, John Turley-Ewart and Buzz Hargrove. But right now, Rubina, uh you've set the table, and I appreciate very much your are uh, putting this right into focus for us. Thank you. Rabina Ahmed-Hawk, again, personal finance expert here in Toronto, founder of alwayssavemoney.com.